West County Bulldogs and the Potosi Trojans getting ready to square off on the baseball diamond. Good afternoon to you. I'm Sean Malone alongside me, Jared Pettis. Should be a fun one today. These two teams sitting with near identical records on the season. Five and three. Potosi taking on the five and two West County Bulldogs. Potosi taking the field first, sporting the white uniforms today. Potosi written across the front in purple letters with gold trim matching the numbers on the uniform a purple stripe going from the shoulders and encapsulating the entirety of or excuse me half of the sleeve of the uniform and purple caps for potosi today as well with the letter p emblazoned in purple and gold for the trojans meanwhile for the west county bulldogs they're sporting the black uniforms today with purple stripe uh, around the sleeve of the uniform the WC logo on the left side of the sleeve of the uniform for West County with uh, purple letters and numbers on the black part of the uniform with a uh, silver trim around them. Bulldogs written on the back of the uniform as well for West County. They got purple caps with a white front for the Bulldogs as well. Getting ready for the first pitch of the ball game. Brought to you by Boyd and Associates. Turning complicated matters into simple concepts. John Boyd with Boyd and Associates has been bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. Malachi Santagra, who's going through his warm-up tosses. And good to see Malachi Santagra back and healthy as well. We didn't see him at all during basketball season. He had a nagging injury that stayed with him, was never able to get quite right throughout the course of basketball season. Good to see him. Make a bounce back here and a return to a field of play in the sport of baseball to round out his senior season. And Sean, baseball not as taxing on the back and legs that basketball may have been. If that was the injury, we were never made aware of that, but always a tough sport is basketball on the hardwood. Baseball not as taxing on, uh, on those parts of the body. Leading things off for the West County Bulldogs will be Hudson Dunlap as he'll make a slow walk into the right-handed batter's box. Sophomore, one of many sophomores for this West County Bulldogs bunch. A talented sophomore class they've got on hand here. West County baseball going to be good for quite a while. In fact, this entire lineup today is comprised of all but three sophomores. Set at the chin, staring over the tip of the glove of Malachi Sanskra, and the first pitch kicks up some dust. It's a ball missing low on the fastball, and the count sits 1-0. and oh. Malachi Sansagra, fastball, curveball, changeup, can dial it up to mid-80s if he needs to. His first pitch comes in at 4:37, Right down Broadway for a strike, and the count is all even at 1-1. One and one. The 1-1 pitch. Outside, missing for a ball. 2-1 your count. All fastball so far on the first three pitches from Hudson Dunlap. The 2-1. Breaking ball, look out. That turns away the batter, and Hudson Dunlap has almost got a piece of him. And it's ball three. 3-1 three your count. Sansagra. Set. And the pitch. Hit in the air, left center field. That's going to drop down for a base hit. It's cut off by the left fielder, Ty Mills. And because of that, it holds Dun uh, Dunlap to a single to lead off the top of the first inning. A good piece of hitting by Dunlap to start things. Got himself out, out ahead of the count, 3-1, and, and got himself a good hitter's pitch to deal with. And with the 
huge amount of, you talk about huge amount of foul territory, this place has it. It also has a lot of outfield grass, Sean, and that's where it found a hole in front of Ty Mills, the left fielder. 325 to the corners, 390 to straightaway center field as Caden Merrill digs in with one on. The future Mineral Area College Cardinal recently committing to play for the Cardinals next season. He stares at a fastball that misses on the outside part of the plate. Want to know your count. Merrill digs back in, sporting a brace on his left knee. It's a soft brace, but it's a big one, and it's noticeable. He's got it outside the pants, and that fastball misses high and outside for ball two. Two and oh your count. Malachi Sonskraw with the pitch. Gets the low inside corner. It gets away from Davis, but he's able to track it down and keep Dunlap at first base. Potosi got that call. Usually if a catcher does not catch it, oftentimes the umpires won't give him that call. It is R.P. Coleman behind the plate. Kyle Marler in the field. The two umpires today here in Potosi, Missouri. Dunlap with a below average lead at first base, creeping ever so closer to second. And a pitch misses low and away for a ball. Three and one your count. Second three ball counts in a row to start this game for Malachi Sansegraw. And both at 3-1, Caden Merrill can expect a hitter's pitch coming here. That's what Dunlap got, and he roped it into left center field for a leadoff single. He still stands at first. Runner goes. Pitch is low, and the throw to second base is out at second. It was low, but it was called a strike, and Dunlap got gunned down by Davis on a perfect throw to second. Just a good throw and a good pop by Davis. That one was awfully close, and the fans here behind us here at uh, Coach Dennis Lawson Memorial Field. You heard the ooze of that call at second base. Coach Joe Portell played at Lawson Memorial, or played for Coach Lawson back when he was a player for the Potosi Trojans, and the ensuing pitch is a low ball four to Caden Merrill, a little lower than the previous one. He works a walk, and there's one on with one away in the top of the first inning for Julian Tebow, who digs in. And we'll get a courtesy runner over at first base. Let's see who it is. Nobody popped out of that dugout yet for West County. It's going to be Lance Monroe who will come in and run in place of Caden Merrill. Monroe coming off a nice basketball season, especially down the stretch. He was called upon quite a bit more, especially in lieu of the injury to Caden Merrill, and stepped up. It was a big reason why West County was able to go on their run through districts into a district title and deep into the state playoffs too is the depth that they had throughout the second half of the season. Julian Tebow watches the first one go past him upstairs for ball one. One to know your count. Catcher batting in the three spot in the order. Not oftentimes do you see that. Especially not when he's a sophomore, but Julian Tebow is the real deal. Popped up. Foul territory behind home plate, behind us, and out of play as it goes off of the bathrooms here at the Potosi Sports Complex. And the count sits one and one. Alakai Santagraw taking his time on the hill as he's got a runner at first in Monroe and one away in the top half of inning number one. Tebow digs back in, crowding the plate a little bit in the back part of the right-handed batter's box. Here's the pitch to him. Hammered center field, but right at Isaac Jones. He comes on a little bit and makes the play. Throw to first, a little offline, but Blake Coleman able to stay with it. Bold throw from Isaac Jones. He didn't really have much of a chance of doubling up Monroe at first base. But with that play, there's two down, and that will bring Nolan Rawson to the dish. 
It was a perfectly placed fielding alignment for the outfield as they were shaded just a bit to pull, and Julian Tebow sent it right directly to the center fielder, Isaac Jones, about a foot maybe to the left of the second base bag. Here comes Nolan Rawson in the left-handed batter's box. As set is Sonsagra, and he throws down the first and throws it away. And there's a lot of room at foul territory here, and advancing to second base is Monroe with ease. He'll take a turn around second, but stay there as finally Blake Coleman able to get the ball, and he'll just trot it back into the infield himself to his pitcher, Malachi Sonsagra. And Sean, that pickoff throw was so far away from where it was intended. Blake Coleman, he didn't even reach for it. As soon as it was thrown, he just kind of turned his back and tried to find it in foul territory. Like it's one of those that as soon as it got released from Malachi Sansegra's hand, he just knew, oh, no, I got to go get this one. Sansegra looked to second, delivers the pitch. It's fouled straight back. Counts its 0-1 on Nolan Rawson. six-minute top of the first inning so far that hasn't produced all that much. Monroe has gotten further than anyone else for West County. He stands at second. Sonsagraw trying to escape trouble, keeping Monroe at second base. The 0-1. Blowing away on the fastball. One and one your count. On the 16th pitch delivered by Malachi Sonsagraw. Throwing seven of them for strikes, nine of them for balls. He sets, looks to second, turns, and delivers the pitch. Low outside corner, called a strike. And the count is one and two. Two away, top of the first inning. Santacross sets, long look to second, decent lead from Monroe over there, and the pitch. Misses low and away for a ball. Nice job by Rawson to lay off of that one. Takes it for ball two. Two and two, your count. Sansegras set. Looks twice over at second base. And the pitch. Popped up behind us and well out of play. Count remains two and two. Monroe at second with two away in a scoreless ball game so far. Top of the first inning. Sansegras draws, set pitch one hopper to the plate it goes off the catcher Davis and gets all the way to the backstop Monroe advances to third on the wild pitch and he'll stay there as Davis able to get the ball back to his pitcher Sansegra who's covering home plate and again a three ball count now at three and two and Nolan Ross and working a good at bat as he sees the runner at second Monroe move up 90 feet to third we check the out-of-town scoreboard the Cardinals beat the Rockies seven to four Sean a good bounce back game from the St. Louis Cardinals after a slow start to the season. A getaway game as well. They'll make their way back to Bush Stadium for a series that begins tomorrow. In fact, tomorrow evening. There's ball four upstairs to Rawson. He works a walk. Runners at the corners, two away. And West County with a good opportunity to get their first score of the game as Jackson Campbell comes to the plate. You got Monroe at third, and Rawson after that walk stands at first. Jackson Campbell digs in. Public address announced him as Jason Campbell, and much to the delight of that, the West County bench starts chanting <laughs> out, yeah, Jason, come on, Jason. Jackson pops it up, foul territory, third base side, and with all the room that we've got here at the Potosi Sports Complex, not enough to contain that foul ball as it lands innocently out of play. Count is 0-1 on Campbell. 
Sean, I'm, I'm not keeping those stats that I'm about to ask you, but I know your thing does. Mm -hmm. Was that the first first pitch strike of the inning? It might have been. I'll have to go and double check that in a second here. Malachi Santagra taking his time. Looks over at first. Draw set. Pitch. Outside, missing for a ball. And even if it was, Sean, it doesn't really matter now because the count's back to even at one and one. Yeah, so it's a wash nonetheless. It's not because in the previous at-bat, Nolan Rawson began with a foul ball as well. In fact, that's happened half the time in this game that it started off with a strike. Still not an ideal number for Malachi Sansegraw. Pitch on the 1-1. Called a strike, throw to third. Almost too high, but it lobs its way to Paja, who's covering the bag, as they tried the double steal. And Davis trying to see if he can catch the West County Bulldogs sleeping. Throws it to third, but Monroe back in plenty of time. He's playing some heads-up base running. Pitch was in there for a strike. So the count is one and two. Hit into center field. It's going to drop down for a base hit. One run scores. Two runs. No. Gun down at home plate is Rawson. And the West County Bulldogs get only one out of it. All said and done. But they lead here one to nothing. We'll take a break. When we return, Potosi Trojans find themselves trailing. They'll bat for the first time when we return after this on AM 1240 KFMO. Today's tax laws are complicated. A relatively simple return can be confusing. It is easy to overlook deductions to which you are entitled. Hi, I'm John Boyd with Boyd & Associates in Farmington. Accounting is what we do best. We are professional, experienced, affordable, and offer a broad range of services for business owners, executives, and independent professionals. We turn complicated matters into simple concepts. Find us online at boyd-cpa.com. Boyd & Associates, we are proud supporters of high school sports. Hi, Kimber Monroe, local attorney and proud sponsor of High School Sports. With over 20 years of legal experience, I'm here to help you. That's Kimber Monroe at KimberMonroeLaw.com. The choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based on advertising. When your home or business is damaged from a fire or flooding, call Bryant Restoration, 366-6351. Locally owned and operated by Reggie Abishon on Benham Street in Bon Terre. Proud to be a part of High School Sports. Bryant Restoration. Curtis Glass Center of Park Hill, serving the Parkland area since 1978 for your auto, home, or business, is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Belgrade State Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, and Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Farmington. West County, your score, and we'll see the Potosi Trojans come to the plate for the first time this game and bring you their starting lineup, courtesy of J.J. Fickers Insurance Agency, 63 East School Street in Bonterre, allowed J.J. to help protect your family with life insurance. Leading things off for the Potosi Trojans, is Jay Paja, their third baseman. After him, it's Lane Ravel, the freshman shortstop for Potosi. Batting in the three spot, it's first baseman Blake Coleman, a senior. The junior and catchers, the cleanup hitter for Potosi, it's Macklin Davis. 
After him, it's Colton Poley, the senior second baseman. Isaac Jones bats sixth. He's a senior roaming center field who had a nice play to end the top of the first inning. The left fielder is Ty Mills. He bats seventh. The pitcher bats eighth. It's Malachi Sansegra. And rounding out the lineup for Potosi, it's Jack Blair, their right fielder. The 0-1 in for a ball. And the count is 1-1. One and one. Again, that lineup for Potosi, Paja, Ravel, Coleman, Davis, Poli, Jones, Mills, Sansegra, and Blair. Popped up foul territory, left field, and it's out of play. The count goes one ball and two strikes to Jay Paja. Potosi, they're coached by first-year head coach Joe Portell, coming in with a record of 5-3 and three overall on the season. We'll get to the fielding alignment for West County in just a moment as Caden Merrill misses high and away for a ball. Two and two goes your count. Here with the fielding lineman for the West County Bulldogs is Jared Pettis. Left to right in the outfield, Jackson Campbell, Ty Harlow, Trey Wright is in right field. Around the horn of the infield, it's Brady Burmister, Nolan Rawson, Hudson Dunlap, and Carter Reed, the first baseman. And the battery today, Julian Tebow behind the plate. And making his pitching debut on the season, Caden Merrill. Getting his first strikeout on the season as well against Jay Paja as he waves at the fastball upstairs. And there's one away in the bottom of the first inning. First pitch to Lane Ravel misses for a ball. 1-0 goes your count. Popped up and out of play behind us over our right shoulder. And we're all leaving at one ball and one strike to Ravel. He digs back into the right-handed batter's box against the righty Caden Merrill. Pitch popped up. Left field, deep. Jackson Campbell getting back. Now he'll turn, settle, and make the play as he loops into left center field. And good thing he did. I think Ty Harlow kind of lost where that ball was. He wound up being closer to Harlow than it did to Campbell. But you kind of saw the look of despair from Harlow with his hands out. Like, I have no idea where this ball is right now. Thankfully, Campbell was often hustling on contact, was able to make the play two down. Yeah, Campbell was deep in the left center field gap. That's often the center fielder's ball. You mentioned Harlow not being able to see it with the clear sky, often called a high sky. And when the ball gets up there, you can lose it pretty easily with no clouds in sight here in the blue skies. Pitch dropped in for a strike. Counts 0-1. Pulled down the line into left field. It's hooking, and it stays fair, but it's caught by Jackson Campbell, who with a couple of nifty plays, one to his left, one to his right, helps his starting pitcher in Caden Merrill send down the Potosi Trojans in order 1-2-3. We're through one inning complete. West County out in front of Potosi, one to nothing as we head to the second inning on AM 1240 KFMO. At Ledco Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, transfers between Ledco accounts, schedule, manage and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions. The staff at Ledco Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient. 
and they're proud to sponsor High School Sports Online. You can hear award-winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad. Or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at Ledco Community Credit Union. Visit us online at ledco.org or visit both of our branches, one in Park Hills, one in Farmington. Ledco Community Credit Union. Hi folks, this is Randy Holsey at Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on. At Ozarks Federal Savings and Loan, our community loan program is designed for skilled essential workers and professionals. This program offers these individuals low to no money down home loans. So if you are a medical or dental professional or a community hero, call or stop by any of our Ozarks Federal locations to find out more. At Ozarks Federal, we know our customers by name. We want you to love us as much as we love our communities. Always loyal, always local. Ozarks Federal, the homeowner's bank. OFSL.bank, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Top of the second inning, one nothing your score. West County leads Potosi. And for the West County Bulldogs, they'll send 6-7 and 8 due up in the order to the plate here in the top half of inning number two. It's Carter Reed who leads things off, and he watches a fastball miss low and away, kicking up some dust. The count goes 1-0. Carter Reed along with Lance Monroe, I mentioned him before, part of that bench mob that was a big part of the season of success that was for the West County boys basketball team. As the pitch misses on the inside for a ball, 2-0. Oh. Malachi Sanskar needed 25 pitches to get through the first inning. And he misses away on that one, 3-0. Oh. It's starting to look the same. Doesn't quite have his location on this game so far. Out of the 28 pitches he's thrown through this game, only a dozen of them have been for strikes. That one, missing upstairs for a ball. A four-pitch walk worked by Carter Reed to lead off the top half of inning number two. He's on with nobody out, and that will bring Brady Burmester to the plate. Well, in the first inning, Hudson Dunlap reached on a leadoff single. He was caught stealing, so the leadoff base runner didn't necessarily come back to bite Potosi, although they did end up walking Cade Merrill, and his runner and Lance Monroe came around to score. Let's see if West County can do something with the leadoff base runner in this inning as well. Carter Reed, a good athlete, even as a first baseman, as a pitch dropped in for a strike to Burmester. Down is 0-1. We'll see if they decide to get aggressive with him on the base paths. Burmester digs in. Sophomore third baseman for the West County Bulldogs. And he shows bunt. Pulls back the barrel and leans out of the way of that one. And was heading towards his head. And Sansegra. It's a 1-1 one one count. Out of the six pitches he's thrown in this inning so far, only one of them have found the zone. He looks the first. Works from the stretch, draws set as Reed takes another a little extended lead and inches even closer to second base. Pitch misses low and inside for a ball, two and one. Well, Sunscraw struggling to spot his pitches. If we had a spray chart of where you put it around the zone in that first inning, it'd be all over the place. The same story here in the second so far. He's just had a hard time finding his location throughout this game. Outside part of the plate, called a strike. Two and two. Got a runner at first in Carter Reed. Nobody out. West County already with a one nothing lead in this ball game. As Sansgraw 
nods. Long look to first. He's set. Reed inches closer to second. And the pitch. Fastball blown by Burmaster for strike three. He waves past it, and he's down for out number one in the top of the second inning. Bring Ty Harlow to the plate. Get any further than Ty Harlow, which is assuming we don't have a double play coming up here. It's Trey Wright who's due up, and that's the end of the order for the West County Bulldogs. We'll go back to the top with Dunlap. Read it first, one away. Uh, Santagraw set. The pitch, bunt. It's a good one. Back to the pitcher, Santagraw. He'll go to second, though. The throw. Not in time, it's sliding in safely as Carter Reed. I think it pulled the shortstop Ravel off the bag. Yeah, it was just a high throw. Ravel had to, uh, Ravel rather had to leap to keep it on the infield. That'll be E1, Sean. And Harlow will reach on the fielder's choice. That'll be Trey right to the plate with two on and one away in the top of the second inning. I think, Sean, that's where Santagra just needs to go to first. Get the sure out. So they were they were sacrificing an out. Don't try and do too much. Yeah, you had time, but the sure play was over at first base. I'm with you on that one. I think just go to first, get the easy out. This one hit towards third. Paja botches it, and everyone's safe. Didn't get his glove low enough. It was a low, slow roller towards him, and it looked like it just hit off the tip of his glove. And now that will load up the bases for Hudson Dunlap, who will come in with one away in the top of the second inning. When you look at it, you could have had a runner at second with two outs and nobody at first. And then that little play right there would not have hurt you as bad with runners at the corners and two outs. Now with the bases loaded and one out and the top of the order up, it's a, you're in a tough situation if you're Malachi Sonskar, and he struggled against the top of the order last inning. His fielding is letting him down here. Some of that his own with the error on him. This is a big opportunity for West County to build a strong lead for Caden Merrill, who's getting the start for them today. And the first pitch in there for a strike to Dunlap. Count is 0-1. That pitch missed for a ball. Then we're all even at one ball, one strike. The 1-1, check swing. They will check down at second base, and Kyle Marler, the infield umpire for today's contest, says yes. Dunlap did offer up at that one, and the count's 1-2. This will be a huge strikeout here for Malachi Sansegraff if he can get it past Dunlap. The pitch, missing upstairs for a ball, 2-2. Two and two. Dunlap digs back into the right-handed batter's box. Santagraw taking his time again on the hill. Leans forward towards home plate. Set at the chin. Brings it belly high and delivers the pitch. This is for ball three. Count is full, three and two. Nowhere to put Dunlap. You've got Reed at third, Harlow at second, and Wright at first. The pitch. Swung on a miss, strike three. Big strikeout from Santagraw for out number two. And that'll bring Caden Merrill to the plate. He's dangerous too. Malachi Santagraw not out of the woods yet. Still a bases loaded situation in the top of the second. Santagraw, ball 
getting the signal. Let's his right arm dangle free. Draws set with that same right arm. Paints the low outside corner to Caden Merrill. Counts 0 and 1. Sounds cross set. And the pitch. Popped up high in the air. Shallow left center field. Can anyone close on it? The shortstop takes a tumble. It's Ravel, but he hangs on for the third and final out to end an adventurous but not disastrous inning for the Potosi Trojans as West County gets no runs off of no hits. They got the base runners on courtesy of pair of errors, but they leave them all stranded one on each base. Potosi with Davis, Polite, and Jones do up when we return on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO 1-0 West County. You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Started Back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373, proud to be a part of high school sports. Nothing beats the convenience of pushing a button for instant heat and a beautiful fire, even when the power is out. This is Lance Seacrest in a lead belt stove and fireplace. We can do just that with our wide variety of Regency and Manesson gas fireplaces. Visit us online and request a quote anytime at leadbeltstove.com. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports, and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug-free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. The votes have been counted. The numbers are in. The word is out. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. The best hangout is the Bullpen Sports Grill, 1500 East Main Street in Lennington. The gang is waiting for you, so why not join them in the bullpen? Watch the big game on one of the big screens, enjoy a delicious meal, play a round of cornhole or in the arcade room, and have fun in a family-friendly atmosphere. There's only one way to play in the bullpen, and that's at the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lennington. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus. Chris Offenberg, GM Superstore in Farmington. First State Community Banks. We'll let home furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington. And Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. Macklin Davis hits it to center field, but Ty Harlow couldn't handle it. Just kicked off the heel of his glove as he made his way into right center field. And it dropped down for an E8. Davis is safe at first. Yeah, Malachi Davis over there at first. We've got a courtesy runner for him. It'll be number one for Potosi, and that is Aiden Rickett. So Rickett in to run over at first base with Colton Poli coming to the plate. Bottom of the pants hiked up for Poli, showing off the socks today for Potosi. Yellow stripes with white stripes and a purple trim around the white stripes on the socks. Purple tops and bottoms of those socks for Potosi. Two throws in a row over at first base 
Caden Merrill keeping as close an eye as he can on Rickett. Rickett didn't even get completely into his lead before he threw it back a second time. But then again, you can see why. Look at that huge lead Rickett's got over at first. Pitch home. Pulley hits it. Left field deep. It hooks into foul territory and unable to make the play in deep left field foul territory is Jackson Campbell. With all the range that he's got out there in left field, couldn't track that one down. And it's an 0-1 count to Pulley. That'll just go down as a long strike, but again, Campbell on the move. There's at least 50 yards of foul territory here almost is what it looks like, and he had to go a long way and was nearly to the wall when he dove and trying to make the play, just couldn't get there in time. Merrill set, a couple peaks over at first. Not as much of a lead this time from Rickett as the breaking ball misses on the inside part of the plate for a ball. One and one is your count. Check the out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive just north of Farmington. Uh, baseball, Jefferson City leading Valley Catholic 7-0. They're in the bottom of the fifth inning. And on the softball side, the Potosi Lady Trojans, they lead. That was Grandview. They lead them after one inning. We'll get that score momentarily. The 2-1, swung on a miss. Two and two goes the counts for Colton Polite with Isaac Jones on deck. Five to one. They're in the bottom of the second. Potosi Lady Trojans. Two two. Low and outside, missing for a ball. Count goes full at three and two. This will be a big win for the Lady Trojans if they can hang on after yesterday's loss to St. Genevieve. Farrell sits and the pitch. Oh. That got a good piece of Colton Poley on the back. He's hit by a pitch and will take first base. Two base runners to start the inning for Potosi. It's a good time to uh, get a run back here in the bottom of the second. And Isaac Jones coming up to the plate for the first time this game for Potosi. Slides a little play card back in his back right pocket and digs in. We talked about the play of Jackson Campbell out in left field as Merrill delivers the pitch. It's a breaking ball dropped in the bucket for a strike. Count is 0-1. How about the play that Isaac Jones had to end the top half of inning number one? It was a single to him from Jackson Campbell, but he gunned down Nolan Rawson, trying to push home from second base on a play where I thought he had absolutely no chance to make a play at all. Is there a strike two dropped in? Merrill with the 0-2. Upstairs, missing for a ball, one and two. Nobody out here in the bottom of the second inning. Swung out and missed, now there's one out. As waving at that one is Isaac Jones, he goes down on strikes. You got Rickett on second base, Polite on first, and stepping to the plate, Ty Mills. Pitch from Merrill. Sweeps across and out of the zone, missing for a ball. 1-0. Over at first base, Colton Polite. He was way off the bag, and faking a throw down was Julian Tebow. He's got the arm to gun him down, too. Julian Tebow, even though he's only a sophomore, one of the premier catchers in our area, really has been since he was a freshman. This kid is something special. 1-1 one one now your count. Is that one dropped in for a strike? Full-time Mills, he tried to get out of the way of it. 
pulled up the left field line. It stays fair by a foot and will roll all the way to the fence in foul territory. This game's tied up at one all. Potosi trying to take the lead and they will as Poli comes all the way around from first to score on the two RBI double from Ty Mills. And it's two to one Trojans. That's exactly what Potosi needed. They've been seeing something from Caden Merrill in this inning that their hitters in the first didn't see, and Ty Mills just pulled that off-speed pitch all the way to the foul pole after a couple of hops with a two-RBI double, and he switches spots with Aiden Ricketts out there at second base. Malachi Sansegra comes in. When this half inning began, he was trailing 1-0 as the pitcher. Now he's working with the lead and has a chance to add to it with one away and a runner in scoring position. Pulled on the left side. Backhanded by Nolan Rawson on a nice play, and he's got Ty Mills in a rundown. He throws to Burmester at third base. Burmester tracking him back to second. The throw to the second baseman, Dunlap. Dunlap tracks him down and tags him out. Safe at first base on the fielder's choice is Malachi Sansegra. It's 6-5-4, the fielder's choice. What a play from Nolan Ross. We talked about the range of Jackson Gamble in left field. Ross and showing off his range at shortstop. Absolutely. That was deep in the hole. I think the runner in Ty Mills thought it was going to get through, then kind of hesitated after it was on the ground in front of him, and that's when it gave Ross enough time to throw him over to third base where Burmeister just ran Mills back to second, and then they get it to Dunlap, who makes the tag between second and third. First pitch to Jack Blair, nine-hitter for Potosi. He swings through it, and the count's L1. Merrill, fastball, gets the low outside corner for a strike, and the count is 0-2. Merrill working quickly, draws set, and the 0-2 pitch. Smoked right at the first baseman, Carter Reed, who snags it for out number three in the bottom half of inning number two. Well, the Potosi Trojans, they got two runs in this inning, and that's enough to give them the lead. They get them on one hit, one error, and they leave one runner stranded at first base. We are through two complete, two to one. Potosi leads. This inning break brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsgra and Farmington and Company, Stephanie Deloge. Contact them today for a free quote on auto home business or life insurance. For more than 115 years, Belgrade State Bank has been neighbors helping neighbors. It's how we do business, and it's what sets us apart. Shaping every decision we make, from supporting local causes to helping businesses and families succeed. Our checking and savings accounts, mortgages, personal and business loans, and financial planning help people reach their goals and live their dreams. It makes all the difference. Belgrade State Bank, a wise place to do business since 1906. Member FDIC. We care and take care of you when it comes to your insurance needs. I'm Chris Morrison, your local State Farm agent in Farmington. Our agency will take the time to sit down with you and develop an insurance plan best suited for you and your family. Learn more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. We're proud to be a part of high school sports. You love your truck, and Plaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better. We've got wheels, leveling kits, and of course, the area's largest selection of light truck tires. With ATs and mud tires up to 35s and bigger, Plaza Tire Service has you covered. The pros at Plaza Tire Service can help you select a great combination that will work with your truck. Plus, with our Plaza Tire Service card or no credit needed financing, your upgrades can be easy on your budget. So take your truck from stock to spectacular with Plaza Tire Service. To the third inning we go. Potosi Trojans with the lead of the West County Bulldogs, 2-1. to one, And here to take over the play-by-play duties for the next couple innings, 2023 Missouri Broadcaster Award finalist in the category of play-by-play, Jared Pettis. Sean. 
Thank you so much, sir. You're welcome. Congratulations to you. Thank you. We're in the third inning. West County and Potosi and the Trojans. They have a lead, 2-1, to one, flipping the script in the second inning after an error allowed Malachi Davis to reach and then a hit-by-pitch got Colton pulled on, and they both scored on a double that scored two by Ty Mills. They lead 2-1, to one, and Malachi Sansegrat from the hill has the first pitch fouled off of Tebow, off of his ankle. That's Julian Tebow, the catcher for West County, and he is hobbled, and he'll come to the ground, Sean. That is not good for West County as Tebow, and he's got some potential behind the plate yeah and he is in a ton of pain right now as he just kind of fell to all fours out on the grass just outside of the circle around the catcher and bobby simile is head coach making the long walk from the third base coach's box to go check on his catcher and his three hitter as well i mean we were talking the praises of julian tebow earlier in this broadcast he doesn't look like a sophomore when you look at him. This is a big dude, and he just looks like someone who belongs on a baseball field. You know, sometimes you get young players, and you'll see good potential in them, but it's not that they don't look like they belong, but there's just a different level in terms of comfort from Julian Tebow that you don't see out of players his age. And if he's not available for the West County Bulldogs, that is a huge loss for them as he's being helped up to his feet right now, still reaching down at his left ankle. Just to get a sense of how, how in how much pain he's in currently, he had he slapped the ground a couple times. That doesn't you don't ever slap the ground like oh, I'm okay. No, it, it means you're hurting pretty bad, and he is having trouble putting weight on his front foot on the left foot as he's a right-handed hitter for West County and the catcher. Yeah, he's still taking his time trying to collect himself and seeing if he can walk it off here. Had a, a bit of a limp favoring that left leg, kind of using the bat as a. Uh, Kane to at least try and put weight. I don't think he can, Sean. No, and I mean that's his left leg as well, so that's the leg that he's going to be planting with every time that he goes to swing the bat. And considering it's your catcher as well, I mean, you can keep him out here for this at bat, but I think, I think, what's, what's the point if it's going to exactly. hurt things any further? I think Because of the value that he has, if he can't go, I, I would just not even risk it. You know, If he can't go with this at bat here, I wouldn't risk it. Looks like he's going to work himself back to the box. Yeah, he, I think he might I'm take Bobby a practice Simley, swing or two and see how his ankle holds up. I think if I'm Bobby Simley, I'm not worried about that swing. I'm going to ask him right now, can you squat? Not even squat. Like, I mean, jump back and forth laterally on any pitches that right. you know are offline quite a bit from Caden Barrel or whomever comes in to replace Merrill if he can't make it through this game complete. He's still walking around right now trying to favor that leg of his, and he nods. He says he's ready to go. So he's going to remain in this game here. Quickly check the out-of-town scoreboard. Central Rebels and Cape Notre Dame Bulldogs. They're through three innings. Nothing, nothing. Scoreless and Cape Girardeau. Tebow back to the box. He's behind 0-1. Malachi Sansakroff from the windup. He deals at the knees. Low for a ball as Tebow kind of lean with that one. He looks good back in the box. And that evens the count. One ball, one strike. Tebow gets his stance again. The 1-1. Lifted in the air to the center fielder. Coming in, Isaac Jones. Also going back is the shortstop. No one's going to call. It's going to drop between the shortstop, center fielder, and second baseman, Colton Polite. And Tebow will reach first, and we'll get a courtesy runner as he's still hobbling out there, Sean, and he's going to come off the bag after the leadoff single. I think he's just happy that he didn't have to hustle up the line for that one. And with some loud words, is Joe Portell to, I don't know if it was to his infield and outfielder and center field in general. 
as we finally get the courtesy runner making his way onto the field. It is Ryan Hole for West County. But Isaac Jones, I think, should have had that one. But I think the problem was Lane Ravel, the shortstop, was calling for it all the way, but kind of trailed away from him, and he never let it go. So I think at that point, Isaac Jones, the senior center fielder, compared to Ravel, the freshman shortstop, should have called him off. That brings in the left-handed hitter, Nolan Ross, and worked a really good count in the first at-bat where he walked. It was 3-2 with the foul ball, and right here he's ahead 1-0 as the pitch was above his head. On first base, Ryan Hull running for Julian Tebow. Coming set, Sansegra the pitch, low and inside, 2-0. Now if you're West County, this would be a good spot to get those two runs back in the bottom of the second for Potosi and at least tie in this inning. You'd like to. Let's see if they can do something with the leadoff base runner. You're in the top of the third, and the 2-0 misses low and skips to the plate. Nolan Ross in ahead, 3-0. In every inning, West County has had a leadoff base runner. Hudson Dunlap singled in the first. Carter Reed walked in the second. And Julian Tebow singled here in the third. And showing bunt now is Rawson on a 3-0 count. That's a get-me-over strike right down the middle, 3-1. and one. Trying to see if I can get a look at Julian Tebow and the dugout. And I think I do see him with his catcher's gear on right now. 3-1, that one's high and outside, and Rawson works his second walk of the game, and now there's two on and nobody out for Jackson Campbell, who had a single and an RBI back in the first. Yeah, Julian Tebow's got his catcher gear on at the moment. Still seems to be laboring a little bit as he goes to take a seat, but he's at least dressed the part as if he's going to be back out on the field for the bottom half of this inning. Campbell, the right-handed hitter, wears jersey number 18. He's the left fielder for West County. As Sansegra comes set, takes a peek at the runner at second and hole and delivers a pitch outside for a ball as Campbell showed bunt but pulled back. Malachi Sansegra came into the inning with 44 pitches. He needed 25 to get out of the first, just 19 in the second. As Campbell ahead in the count, 1-0, back to the box and the pitch. Shows bunt again, pulls back, but that one right, oh, no, that one just missed, wow. Missed on the inside part of the plate, I think. And here's an interesting situation. We've seen Malachi Sanscross struggle with his location throughout this game. So far, that appears to be the case again in the third. You've got Campbell with a 2-0 count and two on already. You don't want to load up the bases again against the lethal West County lineup. That top to bottom can really hit. And the 2-0 misses inside to Campbell. He had to lean out of the way of it, 3-0, and Sansegra is now in danger of walking the bases loaded. The 3-0. Right there down the middle for a called strike again. Make it 3-1. And, and These West County hitters, they've made him work. They haven't chased anything out of the zone too often. As Campbell will step back in, he's a selective hitter as well. Malachi Sansegra with a fastball, curveball, and changeup. And he comes set. Takes a look at the runner, Hull, and deals. The 3-1, showing Bunt, pulling it back, and that's ball four, Campbell, as it goes into the left-handed batter's box. And the bases are loaded. Well, this is exactly what you wanted to avoid if you're Malachi Sanskra, because now you've got junior Carter Reed coming to the plate, one of only three upperclassmen for West County in this lineup. And on the game, Reed already worked a walk himself. And there's a conversation out on the hill, and it looks like the day is done for Malachi Sanskra early. It is on 57 pitches. 
And he leaves with the bases loaded. We're going to get a new arm coming in from left field. It's Ty Mills who will take over for Malachi Sansegra on the mound. And Sansegra walked five batters, struck out one, uh, two, beg your pardon. We'll see where Sansegra ends up, whether it's in left field or someone else, somewhere else. But here's the stat line on the game for Sansegra. He lasts just two innings plus, couldn't register an out here in the third inning. Faced 14 batters on 57 pitches. Only 26 of them were strikes. 31 were balls. He allowed three hits. He walked one, or excuse me, three hits. He allowed a run, which was earned. He walked five, struck out two. ERA currently sits at 3.5. He left four stranded, got a whip of four on the game, and he is responsible for Hull at third, Rawson at second, and Campbell over at first base. Sansegra will come back in. Let's see where they put him at as he had to change his gloves. He's just chatting with his head coach right now. No one's made their way out into left field to replace Ty Mills. Coach Portell and Sansegra having a, cat, or a conversation, rather, just to the left of the mound is Ty Mills, the righty. He goes through his warm-up tosses. Talk about having a good basketball season. Mills coming off a good one as well. As one of a really, really good guard trio for this Potosi Trojans. They probably had one of the best backcourt trios in the area. Probably, Absolutely. It, probably yeah. if you had to rank them, like central number one, probably Potosi number two. And in a few years, Potosi could leapfrog them with Carter Whitley, only a sophomore, looking like an absolute stud this season. One of the best players in the MAAA, bar none. Sansgrau will go out to left field. He'll replace Ty Mills, who replaces him at the mound. So they just switch spots. And we're ready to go after the warm-up tosses are complete. Carter Reed with the bases loaded and nobody out. And a prime scoring situation for West County, the infield in for the Potosi Trojans. From the wind-up, Mills works. He deals just below the knees for a ball to Carter Reed. And the last thing you want to do if you're the new pitcher in this game is come out and fall behind 1-0, 2-0, something like that. Here's a ground ball to the third base side. That one is just foul. It nearly got the base runner, Ryan Hall. He didn't even attempt to move out of the way of that one. Oh, if it did, that's why they teach you in baseball when you're going to take your lead down the third base line, do it in foul territory. So if it does hit you, it's not an automatic out at that point. One ball, one strike. Reed back in from the windup again. Mills delivers off speed at the knees. Got the call. One and two. Late signal from R.P. Coleman behind the plate calling balls and strikes. And Mills trying to get the first out of the inning. On the ground of the first baseman. He'll come home with it. Good play. Coleman, they get one on to first. Is it in time? The scoop. Oh, gets between the legs of the second baseman covering Polite. And that will allow a run to come in and score. And the batter, Reed, finds himself at second base on the E2, but they do get an out. It wouldn't have been an error if it wasn't for the runner in Rawson coming around and scoring and Reed advancing to second base as well. Otherwise, it would have been just a fielder's choice. Ryan Hull was out at the plate. Nolan Rawson scores, and we're tied 2-2. Two and two. As Ty Mills gets a swinging strike from Brady Burmester, he's behind 0-1 with two runners in scoring position. It's Jackson Campbell and Carter Reed. The 0-1, low and away for a ball, one ball, one strike. One away in the inning, the 1-1. 
That one gets a piece of Burmeester, and the bases will be loaded again for Ty Harlow. And Campbell at third. Malachi Sansegras still responsible for him, so the book isn't quite shut yet. But now a 2-2 ball game. Ty Mills could find himself in line for the loss if this continues. With the bases loaded, Mills working from the stretch. He comes set, takes a peek at the runner at third base, and deals just missing inside to Ty Harlow, the left-handed hitter, who's ahead in the count 1-0. He reached on a fielder's choice back in the second, was stranded at second base. And Mills comes set and deals. Outside part of the plate, just misses high, 2-0. The corner's playing in. And it looks like the middle infielder's also playing in, Sean. I'm surprised they're not in double play depth. 2-0 pitch coming here for Mills to Harlow. This one's lifted in the air. The second baseman going to have to go back. The right fielder going to have to come in. The right fielder does. Blair is there tagging at third base. No, he dropped it. They'll flip over to second and get the force. So they will get the fielder's choice, and there will not be an error on that play, but a run does score. It's it's uh, Jackson Campbell, rather, from third base. And Jack Blair was coming in a long way on that one. I think it was the distance. He just didn't seem comfortable. And normally the second baseman, Polite, would just make a play on that one. But because he was playing in so far, he didn't have a chance. And so Blair, like I said, without far out, it was kind of one of those awkward when you have to fully extend to try to catch it out in front of you. That's harder to judge sometimes, especially when you're running full speed. He just didn't really have much of a fighter's chance at that one in right field, but he at least smartly, quickly picked it up and fired it into second to recover quickly and get one out to salvage that play. Trey Wright is the left-handed hitter batting. Hasn't seen a pitch yet after a pickoff attempt to Ty Harlow and Mills from the stretch. Now he'll fire one in there for a ball as it misses high. And Ty Harlow at first base officially 0 for 2, but he has reached twice on fielder's choices. 1-0 is Mills working from the stretch. Comes set. And deals. Another one high for a ball. These West County Bulldogs, again, I mentioned it earlier in the inning, they're selective hitters. They're not going to put themselves out. They're going to take their time in the box and make your work from the hill. The 2-0 for Mills. Runner goes. That's Harlow. The swing and a miss. No throw on a fake. And a stolen base for Harlow. And the count. Two balls and one strike. The throw back to the pitcher who gets away from Ty Mills. So almost a chance for Carter Reed to have taken off for home there if he wanted to push his luck. But backing up the pitcher is Ravel. I think it was smart by Harlow, or excuse me, Reed, to stay at third base. Harlow does take second, though, and now it's two in scoring position with two away. The 2-1 fouled off, two and two. With two outs in the inning, this is a huge pitch with two runners in scoring position, Carter Reed and Ty Harlow. Batting its tray right, the ninth spot in the order on deck. The leadoff hitter, Hudson Dunlap. As West County has brought seven hitters to the plate so far in the inning. The 2-2 for Mills. Off speed, outside for a ball, and the count runs full. Now Mills is coming to this game, and he's similarly to Sansegrat. Hasn't been just attacking the strike zone. Only half of the 14 pitches he's delivered have found the zone. The 3-2. This one's lifted in the air to right field. That one's going to get down in front of Blair and score one, maybe two. Harlow around second. The throw coming in around third, rather, and it's not in time. Harlow there standing and moving up to second on the two-RBI single. It's Trey Wright as he advances 90 feet on the throw. 
And that makes the score 5-2 to two on a four-run inning for West County. And we're back to the top of the order, Hudson Dunlap. Well, there's a chance here we could see Julian Tebow come back up to the plate. We were concerned whether or not he'd be able to come back in the bottom half of the third inning. Now he's got plenty of time to rest and work some feeling back into that left ankle of his that got sliced off with a foul ball. As the first pitch to Dunlop in there for a strike, he singled in the first to lead things off in the game, struck out in the second. Now batting here in the third behind 0-1. The 0-1 pitch, off speed, drops in for a strike, and Dunlop behind 0-2. Julian Tebow shaking out a batter's helmet right now. Looks like he's getting ready just in case he does need to come to the plate. The 0-2 pitch, low and in the dirt for a ball. One ball, two strikes. At second base, it's Trey Wright. A two-RBI single extended the lead to 5-2 to two for West County as Ty Mills comes set and deals. That one's going to hop to the plate. A good job by Malachi Davis at the back to keep it in front of him with the block, and the counts. Two balls, two strikes. Mills set again, working quickly from the mound. The 2-2, low and away, and the count's full. Three balls, two strikes. And every time Hudson Dunlop has been up, he's worked a 3-1 or 3-2 count. The 3-2 this time. Swing and a miss. Struck him out, and that'll do it on the road half of the third inning. West County, though, they score four runs on two hits and an error by, committed by Potosi as the Bulldogs lead 5-2. to two. We head to the third inning, and it'll be 1-2-3 due up for Potosi on the Parkland Sports Leader and your home for high school sports, AM 1240 KFMO. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit MineralAreaDoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at MineralAreaDoor.com. Serving you since 1978. Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington, Missouri. One great website, www.thinkcarsmart.com. That's www.thinkcarsmart.com. Almost 100 vehicles in stock offering makes and models and financing for almost everyone. Shop 24-7 at www.thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next vehicle. So when you're in the market for a car, think smart, think car smart. We're buying a car isn't rocket science. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. And he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe and a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. Is a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. (laughs) Find out how J.J. Vickers can help you with your auto home and life needs. 573-358-3674. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Leadbelt Stove and Fireplace and Ozark Modern Insulation in Park Hills, Bill Best, American Family Insurance Agent in Park Hills, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Mineral Area College in Park Hills, and the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lettington. First pitch swing and Paja lines it to second base. Dunlop leaps and he's got it. One pitch, one out. And Paja 0 for 2 as Lane Ravel will stand in. 
Ravel on the day flew out to the left fielder in the first. That's here in the third and is ahead 1-0. That fly out back in the first, that was one of the plays where Campbell had to go a long way because Ty Harlow couldn't find it, and Campbell was almost already to center field when he made the catch, the left fielder, the 1-0. Just below the knees for a ball and a little bit inside, 2-0. And they kind of almost could have shared a look with each other at that point. Campbell just looks at him, look at me, look at me. I'm the center fielder now. <laughs> at the 2-0 inside and low for a ball, 3-0. And behind the plate it is Julian Tebow, and so he is good to go. I'll be curious the first time we have to see him, like, dance out of the way for a ball. You know, one that's supposed to be on the inside part of the plate. It's on the outside where, you know, he's got to push off of that left foot, yeah. that left ankle to slide himself to the right to get it. I'll be curious the first time he gets challenged like that, how he holds up. The 3-0 calls a strike, and the 3-1 swung and missed. And back into the count, Caden Merrill, 3-2. and two. To the second batter in the Potosi lineup, the 3-2 swing and a miss. Struck him out. And that's strikeout number three for Caden Merrill making his pitching debut on the season after the knee injury at the end of the baseball or basketball season, rather. There's two outs. Strikeouts there brought to you by Complete Vision Care. They offer quality eye care, premium eyewear, and a customized visual solution for every patient with locations in Lettington and Festus. Mike Coleman fouls off his first pitch into the parking lot. He's behind 0-1. Foul ball to the parking lot brought to you by that insurance company. <laughs> like I would say, you know, we wanted to get like an auto body shop or something like that to sponsor foul balls. That's a great opportunity, especially when they go into the parking lot. And Coleman hit by the second pitch. He'll get on base. The second hit batter by Caden Merrill. And Josie will have a base runner with two outs, and it'll be catcher Malachi Davis. A small sample size in this inning. Five of the nine pitches Merrill's thrown have been for strikes, but otherwise, he's just been in attack mode in this game. Only needed ten pitches in the first. Seven of them were for strikes. Twelve of his 18 in the second inning were for strikes as well, so he's doing a good job attacking the strike zone, something that's been fleeting pitchers in every contest we've seen other than him so far this week. Davis in there, curveball, drops in there for a strike, and I'd like to correct myself, it is Macklin Davis. On the lineup card we were given, it said Malachi Davis. So Macklin Davis in there. The 0-1 hops to the plate 0-2, and that a situation there where Tebow had to move his feet to block one, and instead of dropping down, he kind of went up like he was going to field it like an infielder. It's interesting. He moved that way, especially with the runner on as well. Seems to be all right as he squats back down behind home plate. It wasn't really reaching at his ankle all too much there either. The 1-1. Gets the base of the strike zone. One ball, two strikes with two outs in the inning and a runner at first. Caden Merrill from the stretch with the knee brace on his left knee. He rocks and fires. Swing and a miss. Struck him out. Strikeout number four. And Davis down on strikes. 0 for 2 in the game. And we've played three full. We head to the top of the fourth inning. It'll be 2 3 4 to up for West County and Bobby Simile's bunch as they lead 5 to 2 over Potosi on KFMO. LeCarrie Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like American Metal and Mineral Point, offering full collision and classic restoration over 100 years of combined experience. American Metal also gives glass replacement and chip repair, paintless dent removal, and a lifetime warranty on their work. Voted best body shop in the parkland in 2018, American Metal and Collision is located on Business Park Drive in Mineral Point. 
And if you're looking for name recognition, look no further than Brad Wooten with Brad Wooten Auto Body. Located in the beautiful Arcadia Valley, Brad Wooten has a 10,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility with factory trained technicians and loaner cars on site. It's Brad Wooten Auto Body located at 401 North Main Street in Ironton. LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown repair shops. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted. Your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. It's finally warming up. The sun is shining. The rain is falling, which means the flowers are blooming. And I have a fever. Spring fever, that is. Ashley says I'm here from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. The sunshine makes us happy around here, and we want to help spread the fever. So get outside and come check out our spring fever sales event. Cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs, from Ford to Volkswagen, and all makes and models in between. We have window tech specials popping up like daisies. Allergies may have you in a fog, but it's clear and clear here this April. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer and nicer car this spring with no hassles. Do some spring cleaning and trade your old car now, even if you owe more than it's worth. We want to help you jump over all those bad credit puddles and get you approved. You may just end up with spring fever too. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer, nicer car during our spring fever sales event. But hurry, we won't be spring cleaning for long. We want you to visit us today at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of lifetime warranty. Call 431-3177 or shop online at SismFord.com. Some negative equity may be refinanced. Offers may not combine. See dealer for details. Starting things off, Caden Merrill for West County works a 2-1 count and singles through the left side hole on the infield between the shortstop and third baseman. And Merrill is on for the second time and a courtesy runner. It'll be Lance Monroe coming in again to run for Merrill. West County leading 5-2. We're in the fourth inning. As Julian Tebow will stand in, he singled back in the third inning. After fouling one off of his leg, his courtesy runner was Ryan Hull, and he was thrown out at the plate on a ground ball to the first baseman. And Tebow in with the stance and a little bit of a bat wiggle as he swings at the first pitch he sees and lifts it in the air towards the left fielder. Sansegra, he makes the catch, and firing it back in quickly will keep Lance Monroe at first base. Well struck ball from Tebow, but pretty much right at Sansegra. He'll only have to go a few strides to his left to make the play. Even still, Tebow, he's taking his helmet off, and he's just walking back to the dugout. I think he's capable of playing, but I think it'd be a lie to say that he's at 100% right now. I think he's still feeling the effects of fouling that ball off his left ankle. Nolan Rawson in. He's worked two walks and scored back in the third, and he's ahead one ball, no strikes here as that pitch from Ty Mills misses outside. Almost could have worked it as a pitch out as the catcher had to come up and get it. On first base, it's Lance Monroe. Leans back, fakes a steal, the pitch, fouled off back to us. And it counts one ball, one strike. Rawson working a 3-2 count in the first and a 3-1 count in the third, both times walking. As we check the out-of-town scoreboard, they are through four innings, Central and Cape Notre Dame. And the score, it is 4-0 Rebels as they enter the fifth in Cape Girardeau. The 1-1 instead of pickoff attempt and back safely is Monroe with a dive. He'll make his mom clean his jersey tonight. 
And the 1-1 as Ty Mills comes set. And getting the lead again at first base is Monroe, the pitch. Low and away for a ball. Two balls, one strike as that one skipped just to the left of the plate. A good job by Macklin Davis behind the dish to keep it in front of him. And that will bring Ty Mills to come set again on a 2-1 pitch. Runner goes outside, called the ball, the throw down to the second baseman who was backing up the shortstop. Good play by Colton Polite to keep the ball in front and a stolen base by Lance Monroe. And the count, three balls, one strikes. As Ty Mills working from the stretch. Likes the first sign he sees and comes set once more. The 3-1 popped up in foul territory down the third base line. No one's going to get to that one as it stays in play, but right up against the fence. And the left fielder, Malachi Sansegraw, as the shortstop, Lane Ravel, both have to come a long way, and Ravel picks it up off the floor, and that's a long strike number two. Three balls, two strikes. Left-handed hitter Nolan Ross, and once again working that count full. As he gets back into the box, Ty Mills ready to go. And he deals the 3-2 with a high leg kick. This one's lifted in the air, but foul again to the softball field here at the Potosi Sports Complex. And we'll redo the 3-2 count. As we've surpassed at the start of this inning, the game time of one hour. We're at an hour 06. And the 3-2 from Ty Mills outside and another walk. Nolan Rawson on base with three walks in the game. Kind of like who was that that did that uh, yesterday in our broadcast game? I believe that was, uh, was it Beckerman? Let me pull up my scorebook from yesterday. And Jackson Campbell will come in. With two runners on and nobody out, or one out rather, excuse me, here in the top of inning number four, and Ty Mills from the stretch once more comes set. It was Matty Terry who did it yesterday. Campbell out in front of that one. But Terry did it. What Rawson did, plus one. She walked four times in that game. Made all four plate appearances. If there were an award for that, what would you call it? The Barry Bonds Award in a game? Participation award? <laughs> At least you tried. That's, I mean, you showed up. not even that. You showed up. <laughs> they the just o- didn't give you anything to hit. <laughs> the That's, 0-1 misses low for a ball, 1-1. One one. It's not like a participation award for, you know, lack of trying or just for show. It's literally you showed up, you stood in the box, you watched four miss you, and then you just took first base. And then you did that four times in a game. 1-1, one, one, high for a ball. Now Barry Bonds would be a great recipient of that award, though. That's interesting. That would be award an award suited for a player that actually did it. You talk about on in the hockey side of things, the Gordy Howe uh, hat trick. He only did it twice. Yeah. There's players that did it more, and it's still called Gordy Howe hat trick. The two one from Mills, low and away for a ball three and one. At this point, you're looking at who else could throw for Potosi. Even though they're back in action directly tomorrow as they host North County. You don't want to use too many arms for a game, a conference game tomorrow. The 3-1 on the ground right back to the pitcher. He'll fire on the third to get the lead runner, and that's going to be, wait, no signal. And it'll be E1 as it pulls the third baseman off the bag. Jay Paja couldn't hold it, and the bases will be loaded. Mills quickly turned and whipped one to third base, trying to get Monroe the lead out. 
But like you said, it was offline and Paget did everything he could to keep his right toe on the bag, but just didn't have enough reach to get the ball and keep his foot on. And so everybody's safe, and the bases are loaded again for West County. This is, what, the third or fourth time they've loaded the bases through three innings plus? We're in the bottom of the fourth. They loaded them in the second. They were stranded, loaded them in the third, and scored several runs, and now here loaded in the fourth with one out. As the first pitch called the ball to Carter Reed with the bases loaded, the 1-0. Swing and a miss. He was out in front of that one. That changeup, and it's one ball, one strike. As the corner infielders are in, actually everybody on the right side of the infield is in. Third baseman playing normal depth, and the shortstop at double play depth. Second baseman and first baseman, the two infielders in. The 1-1 fouled off, 1-2. and two. There is one away here in the fourth inning. That was Julian Tebow who flew out to the left fielder. On base, Lance Monroe at third. He is running for the pitcher, Caden Merrill, who singled. A walk to Nolan Rawson and reaching on the error, Jackson Campbell. 1-2 count to Carter Reed as Ty Mills comes set. He'll fire the 1-2 in there. Off speed, slow roller to the third baseman. He'll pick up, come to home with it. They got him. As sliding into the catcher was Lance Monroe. And a smart play to get the lead runner by Jay Paja. As he charged in on the infield, came up with it, and still, while on the run, threw a strike to the catcher to get the out. Great plays all around. Forget just getting the ball, Paja. The angle that he had to throw home was not a great one because Monroe, it was so, he was hugging the line so far. When Paja's going to release with his right arm, Monroe's basically in the way, but he delivered a perfect throw to Macklin Davis behind home plate. And on top of that, Davis was still able to get keep his foot on the bag with the runner sliding into him. Davis will block this one in the dirt for a ball 1-0 and as Brady Burmester stands in. He's 0-for-1, struck out in the second, was hit in the third, and he was the second batter that Ty Mills faced back in that third inning. That hit by pitch actually loaded the bases for a second time in that inning. The 1-0 out in front of the off-speed pitch is Burmester 1-1. Coming up in about 10 minutes on B104.3 Blues Hockey. As they have two games left, both against Dallas. The 1-1 blocked by the catcher in the dirt, and it scoots a little bit to the right of Macklin Davis, but he stays with it. Two balls, one strike. Tough season for the Blues. The Dallas Stars, they've already had a position locked in the playoffs as the Western Conference field is set. The only one team that hasn't been locked in, Sean Malone's New York Islanders. Nope. Well, they'll find a way to fail. 2-1, outside part of the plate, call the strike. Two balls, two strikes. They have to win their next game or lose and Pittsburgh lose. Pittsburgh has to win, and Tristan Jerry having a rough go of it for Pittsburgh of late. 2-2 with two outs and the bases loaded. Ty Mills delivers, and he hits him. Burmeister on base for the second time with a hit batter. And that allows a runner to score. It'll be Nolan Rawson crossing the plate, and it's 6-2 West County. And Ty Harlow stands in with the bases loaded. 0 for 2 today with a run scored. As he reached on fielder's choices. Mills set and deals. Harlow behind 0-1. That one gets the outside part of the plate. Paints the black, does Ty Harlow, or Ty Mills rather, to Ty Harlow. 
Harlow, a fielder's choice in the second and third, and stolen base in the third. The 0-1 fouled off. It's now 0-2 with the bases loaded and two outs. And I dare say it as a Blues fan, Sean, these are two must-lose games <laughs> for the Blues. They currently sit 11th in the stand, 11th in the bottom, so 11th draft pick without the draft lottery coming into play. If they lose and Vancouver wins, Detroit wins, and I believe it was Ottawa has to win as well. If those everyone wins or they or one combination of them? The O2 misses one and two. If they all, of all, all of them have one game left, so if they each win their game and St. Louis loses both, they fall from 11th to 8th in the draft pick. So that's better lottery odds. I think if you're a Blues fan, you've got to be rooting for the loss. The 1-2. This one fouled off down the first baseline. Blake Coleman stops it from going to the outfield, and we'll redo the 1-2 count. It is tough, though, to, to cheer for losers being yeah. a diehard Blues fan. But, I mean, Connor Bedard, he sounds like the real deal. You still got to hope that you win the lottery, though. Move your, all the way up to number one and get him. The one-two. Just misses high on the off-speed pitch. Two balls, two strikes. Well, even if you don't win the top spot, you could still win the second spot as the NHL does the two draft lottery pools. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of players that could go second overall. You're looking at uh, Michkov from Russia. And Fantilli as the two-two. Gets the outside part of the plate. Strike three. And West County will strand the bases loaded for a second time, but not before pushing a run across as Nolan Rawson scored. They do get one run on one hit and an error in the inning for Potosi. And we head to the bottom of the fourth, 6-2 to two the score, West County with the lead. You're listening to High School Baseball on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO, the Bulldogs by uh, six, rather, the Trojans, two. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mix-ins. We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From, From Wisconsin, Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of local high school sports on KFMO. Call financial advisors John Brown or Madison Brown in Farmington at 573-756-9002 for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member FDIC. Hi folks, John Robinson here. Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's finally springtime and boy, we're excited. We've got lots of inventory, big rebates, 2023 Grand Cherokee L's, rebates up to $5,500 plus big Pettis discounts. The truck you're looking for, we've got them. Half tons, three quarters and one tons. Custom lifted leather, you name it. Diesels, gas, no matter what it is, we've got them with discounts and rebates. So come see us. Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. First pitch for Potosi's hitters. Colton Poley leading things off. He pops it up. First baseman ranging back. Carter Reed spins around and makes the play. Score at P3, and there's out number one. And that is the third straight first batter of the inning for Potosi. That's swinging at the first pitch. Reaching on an error back in the second was Macklin Davis. Flying out was Jay Posher, lining out rather, and now popping out Colton Poley. One away, Isaac Jones in. Big reason why Caden Merrill's been so efficient today. I mean, 10 pitches in the first, 18 in the second was his longest, 13 in the third, and already one pitch, one out to start the fourth inning. And now a first pitch strike to Isaac Jones, who struck out swinging back in the second. 
Caden Merrill still working. He's from the windup in this one. And the pitch fouled off 0-2. And that one makes its way behind the stands and into the parking lot. Check the out-of-town scoreboard as the Potosi Lady Trojans lead Grandview in the bottom of the third, 19-1. That game's Muring, almost done at yep, that point. Yep, three outs, and it'll be over. And it is over. Wow, look at that, a five-minute inning. As the final score, Potosi wins it 19-1 on the softball side over Grandview and a 1-2 count here in the pitch. On the ground of the third baseman, charging Burmeister. He'll corral it, half time on the first and a good stretch, and they get the runner and hitter Isaac Jones as Carter Reed with a good stretch and a good play at both ends of the corners on the infield. And Ty Mills will stand in. The pitcher started the game in the left field. Finds himself in line for the loss currently. Caden Merrill working quickly. As soon as Mills got in there, he's in his windup, and Mills swings and misses at the first pitch up in the zone. And the 0-1 fouled off, 0-2. And Merrill does not give these hitters time to even think what's coming next. As he's back to the rubber. And in five seconds, already in his windup, the 0-2. Check swing, but he holds up in time, does Ty Mills on the counts one and two on the pitch, out of the zone and up. And the 1-2, fouled off, we'll do it again. Ty Mills had a two RBI double back in the second inning. That's how Potosi got their two runners across. We're in the bottom of the fourth. West County leads 6-2 to two on the Parkland Sports Leader KFMO. Jared Pettis, Sean Malone, Jewel Boyer back at the studio. The 1-2 outside, two balls, two strikes. Out-of-town scoreboard check. That's brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive just north of Farmington. Installing garage doors, awnings, and patio covers, windows, fencing, and more for a full list of services. Visit them at mineralareadoor.com. Swing and a miss. Throw down to first. And Ty Mills becomes the fifth strikeout by Caden Merrill. Just the, a 10-pitch inning for Caden oh, Merrill Oh, wow, there. a 10-pitch inning. 6-2 to two the score as this inning break is brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsgraw and Jonathan Steppen. Contact them today for a free on auto, home business, or life insurance. We've played four full 6-2 to two West County on KFMO. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Gilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. After four full innings, West County leading 6-2. Ty Mill still on the hill for 
Potosi. And West County's pitcher, Caden Merrill, working effectively 42 pitches through four innings. His counterpart that started the game, that was Malachi Santagra, needed four, uh, 57 pitches to get through two and then some. And now Ty Mills comes into the inning with 54 pitches. And with more game stats, here's Sean Malone. Yeah, hitting-wise, you don't have a single multi-hit game in the contest from any of the West County Bulldogs. All five of their hits spread out amongst five different players throughout this contest. And on top of that as well, zero extra base hits throughout this game. Been a lot of small ball in this contest for West County and some self-inflicted wounds from the Potosi pitching as well, walking in a number of batters too throughout this contest. But it's really been no, not like any big hits or anything like that that have powered this West County offense through this game. Game Reset brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Your local Shelter Insurance agents, Dave and Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance at 517 East Main and Park Hills. Insuring the Parkland since 1955. And J.J. Vickers Insurance Agency located at 63 East School Street in Bonterre. Allow J.J. to help protect your family with life insurance. Your local Shelter Insurance agents, we're your shield. We're your shelter. And leading things off for West County, Trey Wright behind 0-1 after fouling the first pitch off. Make it 0-2 as he chases the off-speed pitch in the dirt. And now Ty Mills working quickly from the mound. He has not been able to do that so far in his outing in relief as West County's made him work. And also, he's allowed some base runners. The 0-2, swing and a miss. That's strikeout number three for Mills. And three pitches in and out. That's one of the few times we've been able to see him work from the windup in this game. I mean, pretty much the entire time he's been on since he came on in relief with the bases loaded. And uh, last inning, a lot of base runners for the West County Bulldogs up against Ty Mills. And Hudson Dunlop stands in back on the right-handed side of the plate, and he's ahead 0-1-1 as the pitch misses low and away, kicking up some dust here at the Potosi Sports Complex. The 1-0 from Mills on the ground of the shortstop. He'll range to his right on a hop and play it. Ravel over to first, and a good stretch by Blake Coleman. And they get the hitter in Hudson Dunlop, and quickly two away, and this is a good inning for Ty Mills on the hill as Caden Merrill will stand in. That was a heck of a stretch from Blake Coleman. He's tall. He's about six. Two, somewhere between 6'2 and 6'4 if I remember from back in football season correctly. Big dude out at first base and he needed every bit of that frame that he's got to make that play in time to get the runner out. First pitch to Merrill outside for a ball as the throwback to Mills gets away. Nobody on so that doesn't harm anything. Count 1-0. and Merrill walked in the first. His runner Lance Monroe scored. Then Merrill popped out in the second. Singled in the fourth. And he's ahead 2-0 and here. His runner, Monroe, was thrown out at the plate back in the fourth, trying to score on a ground ball to the third baseman with the bases loaded, the 2-0. In the dirt and scoots away to the backstop, three balls, no strikes. Caden Merrill's day, again, he's one for two with a walk and a run scored, but that runner again, Lance Monroe. He's been real effective from the hill today, though, 3-0. and And a get-me-over strike on the outside part of the plate, 3-1. and Merrill, on the defensive side of things, making a strong case for some pizza today. The 3-1, and that'll be another walk worked by Merrill. Well, especially with the efficiency that he's got throughout this game as well. I mean, right now, Ty Mills just delivered his 60th pitch of the game, and he came in in relief during the third inning. Caden Merrill's thrown 52. Caden Merrill has thrown about half the pitches that Potosi has throughout this game. He's got 52. Malachi Sanskrat threw 57. Ty Mills has thrown 60. It's not like this is an ugly score game either. I know that Potosi has allowed a number of base runners 
to West County throughout this game. Walking batters, hit by pitch, a couple of hits worked in the mix as well. But a lot of this has been done, a lot of that rather, has been done with Caden Merrill in his arm, doing a great job in this game, working efficiently. I know Coach Bobby Simley said he wasn't on a pitch count. I, don't, I wonder with how efficiently he's pitching if Caden Merrill didn't get the memo on that one. Yeah, that's, that's true. It, it, it'd be interesting to see how things could have played out. As Julian Tebow stands in, and he's quickly ahead. Two balls, no strikes. As Ty Mills from the stretch has struggled to find consistency in the zone when working from the stretch. The runner at first base is Lance Monroe running for Caden Merrill. He's got a nice lead over at first base, too. Pickoff move, and diving back safely is Monroe. A little too nice, if you ask Ty Mills. The recipient of the Little Caesars Pizza Pizza Player of the Game will receive a classic hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. You can choose from a pepperoni sausage or cheese pizza for $6.99 or a large thin crust pepperoni pizza for $7.99. Available all day, every day at Little Caesars. The runner goes and he'll have a stolen base as unable to take it out of the glove cleanly was Macklin Davis and a stolen base the second of the game for Lance Monroe. Oh, it was a tough one. It was inside on Julian Tebow, enough where Davis had to try to snatch it out of the air with the left hand and pull it to himself as opposed to moving with the ball because if he did, he'd find himself behind Tebow and have a, just an awful angle to try to throw it around him to get it to second base. 3-0 and a get-me-over strike. No, uh, ball just below the knees. And Julian Tebow will reach base safely for the second time with a free pass. And two runners will be on, and I imagine we'll get a courtesy runner again. Yeah, they're already making their way out of the dugout right now. And once again, it's Ryan Hull who's going to be running in place of Julian Debeau, who is jogging to the dugout this time, Still, albeit a little gingerly. Yeah, yeah. And coming in, Nolan Rawson. He's walked three times and scored twice. Working a 3-1 or 3-2 count in each plate appearance. And he's ahead. 1-0 here as that pitch misses high and away. Ty Mills from the hill. And he comes set with two runners on and two outs in the inning. The 1-0, just high, two balls, no strikes. And a rally coming to fruition for the Bulldogs as all their base runners with two outs, two walks. Mills, a long look at the runner at second base, the 2-0, just outside on the count. Three balls, no strikes. Seven straight pitches out of the zone before that walk to Merrill. And you're looking at about ten straight pitches for balls. The 3-0. Right down the middle for a strike. And the count now three and one. And that called strike does avoid the tenth straight ball. And a pickoff move. Back safely at second base is Monroe. And a three one count. And Mills doesn't want to just put one in there for Rawson to hit. And the three one. And he does and he walks him. As that one misses high and outside. And the bases are loaded. Familiar territory for both these teams. West County loading the bases up against Potosi. Surprising that West County's only gotten six runs throughout this contest, considering the amount of base runners that they've had on in this game. With two outs, a meeting at the mound between Mills and Macklin Davis. They've left eight stranded through four and two innings, or four innings and two outs, rather, so far. 
I imagine that's a number that Bobby Simley's not going to be thrilled with when this game is all said and done. Yeah, he got six runs up on the board. That's a nice number. But eight left on base. I think he could have wanted a little more here. Ground ball to the third baseman as hitting was Campbell. He'll fire on to first stretch. And did he keep his foot on the bag? Yes, he did. Blake Coleman with another good stretch at first base. And West County again will strand the bases loaded as we head to the home half of the fifth inning. And Potosi needs to answer those base runners stranded by West County as that's still opening the door for the Trojans, though they trail by four, six to two after four and a half. And we get the fifth inning stretch here from Coach Dennis Lawson Memorial Field. Six to two, West County after four and a half on KFMO. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. Hi folks, John Robinson here, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's finally springtime and boy, we're excited. We've got lots of inventory, big rebates, 2023 Grand Cherokee L's, rebates up to $5,500 plus big Pettis discounts. The truck you're looking for, we've got them, half tons, three quarters and one tons. Custom, lifted, leather, you name it, diesels, gas, no matter what it is, we've got them with discounts and rebates. So come see us, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington. Well, guys, Sonsagraw leading things off for Potosi. Sonsagraw, Jack Blair, Jay Pasha, the guaranteed hitters, and the 1-0 count turns 1-1 one one as Sonsagraw fouls that one off. And Caden Merrill has allowed just two runs on one hit, coming all of that back in the second inning. As Sansegraw back in from the windup, Merrill delivers one just below the knees, but called a strike. One ball, two strikes. Sansegraw back into the box. Merrill from the windup, the one-two at the eyes and taken for a ball. As Sansegraw wisely lays off of one up. Game time now at 91 minutes. And the 2-2. Off speed. Sansegra sends this one to the left center field gap. That'll get down. And Ty Harlow quickly gets to it. And he fires it back into the infield. And that'll hold Sansegra to a single. And the second hit for Potosi in this game. And Jack Blair will stand in. He lined out back in the second inning to the first baseman. That ended the rally for the Trojans back in that inning. In a 6-2 game, West County with the advantage and swinging and missing Ms. Blair behind the fastball. As Merrill has been just as effective from the stretch as he has been from the windup, he comes set in the 0-1 with a slide step fouled off. A few times he's had to work from the stretch. As you mentioned before, that was only the second hit of the game for West County, or for Potosi rather. 
And he hasn't walked anyone throughout this game either. But he has hit two batters. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Four base runners throughout the day so far. So he's seldom had to work from the stretch. One of those base runners got... uh, Oh, no, excuse me, that was West County. I was gunned out at second base. The 0-2, this one popped up just beyond the infield dirt. Back is Nolan Rawson on the grass, and he makes the catch in the left field grass for out number one. And we head back to the top of the order, and Potosi enters the third time through the lineup as Jay Pasha, the left-handed hitter, comes up to bat with one out. 0 for 2 on the day so far. Struck out swinging and lined out to Dunlap at second base. Merrill comes set and deals. Pitch at the knees, just below the knees, called a ball. Paja ahead 1-0. and oh. He struck out swinging in the first and lined out in the third. He's 0-2 for 2 and the 1-0 pitch. That one's going to hop to the plate. Good job by Julian Tebow to keep it in front. And that'll hold Sanskrit at first. Two balls, no strikes, the count. Merrill comes set, takes a peek at Sonsegar at first base. He'll hop off with the secondary, and the 2-0 misses low, 3-0. Let's see how Caden Merrill does here. He's working from the stretch. He's got a 3-0 count. Top of the order is up for Potosi. Bobby Simile watching from the dugout right now. Let's see how much more of a leash Caden Merrill's got it. He gets to get me over a strike there at least. Count now three and one. That one at the knees painted the outside corner. This is his first time pitching the season as well, so it's not like he's completely stretched out. 3-1 on the ground of the first baseman. He'll take it to the bank himself. Fire to second. They'll have to put the tag on. They do a double play. What a play by Carter Reed at first and Nolan Rawson to cover at second. And they turn the unconventional 3-6 double play. And that takes us to the sixth inning. West County still with the lead by four, six to two on KFMO. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mix-ins. We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. LeCarrie Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like... Dale Mosier Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right. When you need repair, there's no need to despair. Dale Mosier does it all for you. The best and put us to the test. Dale Mosier Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right. And Unlimited Auto Body in Potosi, where experience counts. Remember, you have the right to choose who does your repairs, so count on Unlimited Auto Body for full body repair or full body paint and custom graphics. Unlimited Auto Body, located at 109 Missouri Street in Potosi. LeCarrie Auto Body Supply is proud to support your hometown repair shops. Carter Reed leading things off for West County. It's Reed, Burmeister, and Harlow. And taking you the rest of the way, here's Sean Malone. Jared Bettis, thank you very much. This one hit on the left-hand side. Ravel goes the long way, tries to scoop it up. 
not in time. Not sure they would have had time anyway to get TJ or excuse me, Carter Reed hustling up the line. And it's an infield single for Reed to lead off the top of the sixth inning. I'll bring Burmester up to the plate in the top of the sixth inning in a 6-2 ball game favoring the West County Bulldogs. Burmester, third baseman, DH in this game as well. And the pitch taken on the inside for a ball 1-0. You seldom see it, and I clarify with Bobby Simile about, you know, the reason being is you can keep the DH in the lineup if you sub him out of the field since he's the DH and the third baseman. He's got a lead at first from Reed, the 1-0. In the dirt for a ball, 2-0. That way if you have someone that you want to put fielding at third base. And I followed up with, okay, then if there's someone that's a superior fielder at third base, why are you putting, why not just put him in the third base to begin the game and play him at DH? Get to that in a second. Reed at first. Pitcher is set in time mills. Delivers the pitch. Right back up the middle. Let's see if Potosi can turn two. Bobbled by the shortstop Ravelli. Steps on the bag, though, as he picks it up right next to it for one. On to Coleman for the double play. Two down in the top of the sixth inning. Good play by Ravel as he was kind of bobbling it, controlled it enough, step on the bag, and made a good throw, too. Boy, Coleman didn't even have to stretch. He just stood straight up and made the play. That'll bring Ty Harlow to the plate. Pitch misses low and inside for a ball 1-0. So I asked, okay, you know why not just put that person, whoever it may be, fielding at third base to begin the game. He said, well, not necessarily that he's the superior fielder, but if you have a situation where, you know, say you need to put someone in the outfield, that outfielder then comes to third base, I can still keep Burmester's bat in the lineup. But that makes sense. Sort of more to do with the reshuffling of players, that he doesn't become the odd man out. As that one's fought off foul versus, you know, say uh, Burmester then having to sit the rest of the game. 1-1. Throwing the bat at the bunt to try was Ty Harlow. You usually see that if, you know, the runner is taken off or something like that, the suicide squeeze, and he held on to it barely with just the fingertips in his right hand, but that one way outside, but he offered at it. And the count sits 1-2. and two. Pitch, way outside. This time laying off of it is Ty Harlow. And the count runs 2-2. Two and two. I imagine the only situation that we would see the uh, the designated hitter third baseman situation come into play is if Caden Merrill comes off the mound and Nolan Rawson goes to the outfield. That would bring the left fielder in, or uh, yeah, Jackson Campbell into the infield where he played third base the last time we saw West County. And that's the exact scenario that they're preparing for in that instance because it allows you to keep Burmester's bat in the lineup Hit up the middle, skips off the edge of the gla- uh, grass. Nice play by Polite at second base, though, as he turns and throws to first in time. And it is a quick top of the sixth inning as the West County Bulldogs go down in order. One, two, three. We are through six and a half. To the bottom half we go. Potosi, they only trail by four in this game. Six to two on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit mineralareadoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. 
Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at mineralareadoor.com. Serving you since 1978. It's finally warming up, the sun is shining, the rain is falling, which means the flowers are blooming, and I have a fever, spring fever that is. Ashley Sism here from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. The sunshine makes us happy around here, and we want to help spread the fever. So get outside and come check out our spring fever sales event. Cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs, from Ford to Volkswagen, and all makes and models in between. We have window tech specials popping up like daisies. Allergies may have you in a fog, but it's clear to clear here this April. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer and nicer car this spring with no hassles. Do some spring cleaning and trade your old car now, even if you owe more than it's worth. We want to help you jump over all those bad credit puddles and get you approved. You may just end up with spring fever too. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer, nicer car during our spring fever sales event. But hurry, we won't be spring cleaning for long. We want you to visit us today at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Call 431-3177 or shop online at SismFord.com. Some negative equity may be refinanced. Offers may not combine. See dealer for details. 2-0 count to Caden Merrill, or from Caden Merrill, rather, to Lane Ravel as Merrill. He ends the sixth inning, so he's staying out there. Just delivered his 68th pitch. Misses high and inside for a ball, 3-0. and oh. He hasn't had to work too much. No, you mentioned he's still been, pitch count still in the 60s. Do you keep him in for the seventh if we get there? If he's still pitching like this, and granted, he just delivered a four-pitch walk to Ravel to lead off the bottom of the sixth inning. If he can find the strike zone again this inning and not get himself in any further trouble, yeah. But if he starts to get in some trouble and maybe just as a precaution, take him out. But otherwise, you look at his efficiency. He has had one inning where he threw more than 14 pitches. That was the second. Only took him 18 to get out of that inning. Just a model of efficiency throughout this game so far as he checks on the runner Ravel over at first base. Check the out-of-town scoreboard. Jefferson City, they beat Valley Catholic today in St. Genevieve. 7-3, to three, the final score, just the second loss in the season for the Warriors. Runner goes, hit and run is on. It's popped up behind us and into the stands. And it lands innocently among some fans as a couple of them clear out of the way. Count is 0-1 to Blake Coleman, the first baseman for the Potosi Trojans. He's 0 for 1 on the day so far. Flied out to Jackson Campbell in left field and hit by a pitch. And in Cape Girardeau, the Central Rebels and Cape Notre Dame Bulldogs, they're through five innings, 4-2 to two, Central Rebels leading. Out of town scoreboard brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive just north of Farmington. Installing entry and storm doors, decks and railings, beam central vacuum systems and more for a full list of services, visit mineralareadoor.com. Pitch misses for a ball. One and one. Your count to Coleman now. Oh, one out. In the dirt for a ball. Two and oh, your count. Or, excuse me, two and one. Got a runner at first in Ravel. Took off on a hit and run on the foul ball from Coleman. We haven't seen him go since. Merrill, pitch one hops to the plate. Nice job by Tebow. Bum ankle and all. Popping out of his stance and trapping that one. That was way out in front of the plate. But it's a 3-1 count now to Blake Coleman. You got a runner in first, and it's only a four-run game like I mentioned before. As good as Caden Merrill's been, he's starting to lose his location a little bit these last few innings, and you wonder how much longer Bobby Simley is going to sit around and watch this happen. Popped up on the infield. 
The second baseman sees it go through his glove and Dunlap. He picks it up. He throws to second base. We're covering it shortstop Nolan Ross, and they get the out there. Infield fly was not called, so safe at first base is Blake Coleman. That was just about the edge of the grass, so I was a little surprised that we didn't see the infield fly rule called. Well, runners weren't at first and second, so a tough uh, play. But, I mean, he'll, you'll save the error getting the fielder's choice and Ravel out at second base, but there's nothing he could do there. There's really nothing he could do. That one's popped up on the infield. If he's off the bag any, there's a chance to double him up if it's caught. And that one was so close to first base, you got to stand on it. Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. He did the right thing at the end of the day. I forgot that. It, first and second when the infield fly would come in. But as soon as it landed, he just had to hustle. And he actually made it a play over at second base to give credit to Ravel. It's not like he was out by a mile over at second base. His hustle, he almost beat it out. Central and Cape Notre Dame entering the seventh inning. The Rebels get one in the sixth. They lead five to two. Macklin Davis up at the plate. 0 for 2 on the day. Slices the first pitch he sees. Foul and out of play. Hit on a fly ball. And reached on an error by the center fielder Ty Harlow in his first at bat, and struck out swinging his second time around. Playing him to pole in the outfield, infield is at double play depth. Pitch high and inside, one and one goes the count. The one one, breaking ball in there for a strike. Pitch as Merrill falls off the mound. Pops back up, thankfully, though, so that's a good sign. But I, I got nervous for a second uh, that his too. knee might have given out on him. I mentioned before that, you know, it's his plant leg that he injured his knee with. And you worry about, you know, that twisting motion that you got to do when you're following through on your pitch. And West County's got some action going on in the bullpen right now. So one way or another, Caden Merrill, this may be one of the last batters that he sees. 2-2. Hit into right field, coming on strong. The right fielder is right. He makes the sliding grab for out number two. I'll bring Colton Poli to the plate as Davis flies out. Poli 0 for 1 on the afternoon into the early evening as there's another one hopper to the plate from Caden Merrill. And Merrill's kicking some dirt around on the mound. I don't think he likes a little divot that's been built between him and Ty Mills and Malachi Sansgraw. The landing spot. Tries to brush some dirt around with his left foot. Steps back onto the hill. Throws over to first to check on Coleman who dives back head first. Coleman's actually got a courtesy runner over at first base. It's Ty Jarvis who's running in his place. The pitch. And therefore a strike. One and one goes the count. If Bully can reach safely, it's Isaac Jones who's due up next. Upstairs for a ball. Two and one your count. Then a 6-2 ball game. West County leads. Left a lot of runners on base throughout this game. 
Mentioned it last inning. They left the bases loaded, and so it's 11 left on base so far in this contest. Popped up towards second, going on to the outfield grasses. Dunlap, where he makes the play. And that is the third and final out to end the bottom of the sixth inning. So coming out of the inning unscathed again is Caden Merrill. As no runs are scored on no hits, no errors, and a runner's left stranded at first base. West County with Wright, Dunlap, and Merrill due up in the top half of inning number seven when we return after this, this inning break. Brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agents Mike Sansegra on St. Genevieve Avenue in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen on North State Street in Deloge. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of high school sports on KFMO. Call me, financial advisor Allison Douglas-Kennan at 573-431-2220 for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington, Missouri. One great website, www.thinkcarsmart.com. That's www.thinkcarsmart.com. Almost 100 vehicles in stock offering makes and models and financing for almost everyone. Shop 24-7 at www.thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next vehicle. So when you're in the market for a car, think smart, think car smart. We're buying a car isn't rocket science. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by the Riverside Grill in Park Hills, Ledco Community Credit Union in Farmington and Park Hills, the St. Francis County Community Partnership in Farmington, Culver's in Farmington, and Edward Jones agents Josh Brown in Farmington and Allison Kennan in Park Hills. Count quickly 0-2 to Trey Wright as Ty Mills remains on the hill for the Potosi Trojans. Mills is senior. He's up to 83 pitches in the contest now. Leo 2. Called strike on the outside part of the plate. A breaking ball drops into the zone, and Trey Wright down looking for the fourth strikeout of the ball game from Ty Mills. Ty Mills has done a solid job in relief. Allowed a pair of runs to come home and score. Other than that, he's looked good here in relief, especially once that third inning that he came in in the beginning of ended. Pitch in the dirt for a ball, 1-0. Mills at the pitch. Dropped in for a strike, 1-1. One one. Dunlap up at the plate. Fifth time through the order, and Dunlap's had a tough game on the leadoff spot. It began with a single on a fly ball to left field, but after that, struck out swinging, struck out swinging, and a ground out to short. Hits this one on the ground to short once again. Eats up Ravel, but he sticks with it. Long throw to first. The stretch from Coleman at first base again. Keeping his toe on the bag. Stretching like he's Gumby over there out at first base, but makes the play. That's another really good stretch by Blake Coleman. If we gave defensive awards in a game, he'd be the uh, the stretch man of the game award. Stretch Armstrong of the game, yeah. if you will. <laughs> I mean, he's all over the place at first base. The unlimited range, it appears, when it's thrown to him. And a first pitch strike delivered to Caden Merrill, who digs in, who's one for two in the game. Pitch in the dirt, missing for a ball. 
Roll even at one ball, one strike. Walk, pop out to short in shallow left field. Singled on a ground ball to left field and a walk. That's the day so far for Caden Merrill up at the plate. Outside, missing for a ball, two and one. Pitch, pulled on the left-hand side, foul. And Sean, judging by the uh, work that's in the bullpen down on the West County side of the first baseline, I imagine Caden Merrill's day from the hill is done. It'd be surprising if he comes back out there in the uh, seventh. It could always be insurance as well, but we'll see. Imagine he'll want to be out there, but it seems like that's up to the discretion of Bobby Simile at this point. Count runs full as it misses on the outside part of the plate. Three and two. The pitch pulled on the left side underneath the glove of Jay Paja at third base as he couldn't make the play. And it's a two-out single in the top of the seventh inning for Caden Merrill. And we will get the courtesy runner. It'll be Lance Monroe back out there. And a two-hit game for Caden Merrill at the plate. He's walked twice now and singled twice. And his courtesy runner in this contest, Lance Monroe, has come around and scored once already. So really a nice game all around for Caden Merrill. Could be earning his way to some free pizza potentially all said and done. 6-2 to two is your score. He's in line for the win even if he doesn't come out to begin the top of the seventh inning. As the pitch to Tebow. This is upstairs for a ball 1-0. The 1-0. Hammered to left field and deep. Sansacra turns, backpedals. He's got it as he's able to track it down for the third and final out in the top half of inning number seven. West County, they get some base runners on, but they don't get much out of it. No runs, one hit, no errors, and they leave one stranded. Potosi with Jones, Mills, and Sansacra. Do or die time as we head to the bottom of the seventh inning. They trail 6-2 to two on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. See Placid Tire Service for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price. While others are searching for tires to order, we'll get you fixed up with a great set of tires and back on the road in no time with our four tires, one hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on your budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. For the right tire at the right price right now, the choice is easy. That's Placid Tire Service. It's back. What's back, Charlotte? I'm not going back to work. No, silly. The pretzel crust pizza at Little Caesars. Ah, so customers can once again enjoy our pretzel crust topped with creamy cheddar cheese and loaded pepperoni. Yum. Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready from 4 to 8 for only $6.99. So try one today. Charlotte, I say pretzel, you say... Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. Oh, well, at least it's back. Precious memories left behind Bring us joy and peace of mind When we celebrate the life of those we love Proud to be a part of high school sports, Cozy Memorial Chapel and Crematorium, 217 West Columbia in Farmington. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Carry Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the Parkland, Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington, Boyden Associates in Farmington, and the Kimber Monroe Law Office in Farmington. 
Caden Merrill on the mound. Looking for the complete game victory to begin the bottom of the seventh inning. Jones, Mills, and Sansacross, six, seven, and eight, due up for the Potosi Trojans, who trail by a four spot, six to two. Isaac Jones, 0 for 2 in the contest so far. Strikeout swinging and a ground out to Burmester at third base. That's his day. Merrill staring over the tip of his glove, set just awaiting Jones to dig into the right-handed batter's box. Jones shows bunt, pulls the barrel back, and it's taken low for a ball. Want to know your count. I think if you're Potosi hitters, you want to take until you hear a strike. Make Caden Merrill work out there. The 1-0. Leaning out of the way of that one is Jones, 2-0. Now, if you're thinking make him work in the sense of running him out of this game, probably too late for that one. Merrill's a senior. If they want to let him go all the way, he's got 115 pitches available to him. I think it's more work in the sense of, hey, he's got to earn an out against me. And there's another pitch that misses for a ball. It's a 3-0 count. These last few innings, Merrill's had a harder time finding the strike zone, especially from the windup. He does there on a get-me-over strike for his 87th pitch of the game. But after 70% in the first inning, 66 in the second, 61% of his pitches for strikes in the third, 72 in the fourth, it's been downhill from there. 61 in the fifth, 38 in the sixth, and so far here, the count is full, so two of his five pitches have been for strikes so far in the bottom of the seventh inning. Popped up, foul territory, third base side, Burmester. Can't track it down, runs out of room as it's out of play. Count remains three and two. This is a good leadoff at bat by Isaac Jones to work the count. Sean, this is something we haven't seen Potosi hitters do all game. Make Cade Merrill work out there. This will be pitch number seven of the at bat. Popped up, foul territory, and out of play. Up until this at bat, the two longest ABs were Lane Ravel, who struck out in the third on six pitches, and Ty Mills, who struck out in the fourth on six pitches. Only four times has batters for Potosi seen more than six. As there's ball four, and Jones will take first base. And that will bring Ty Mills to the plate with a runner on in the bottom of the seventh inning. And Bobby Simley staying in the dugout for now. We did see activity last half inning in the bullpen. But it's not enough to pull Caden Merrill out of this game. No one's warming in the West County pen at the moment. So whomever is lined up to potentially replace Caden Merrill, which Coach Simley told me pregame was going to depend on where the game situation is. As it's a pitch in there for a strike. You know, if it's an early close game or if it's a big lead or a situation like this, it's going to vary. But he named a couple names as potential, so there's a lot of different options available for West County. Haven't played since their game on the sixth. Slow roller towards short. Rawson quickly to second for one to first. Not enough time as it kicks up some dust into the face of Carter Reed. He turned away from it and lost it, but it stays in front of him. And that will keep Ty Mills at first base on the fielder's choice. They do get the lead runner at second, though, so there's one out in the bottom of the seventh inning. That's a good play to at least get the lead runner. I like the throw from Dunlop over back to first. It was a little low. They would not have got the hitter in Ty Mills anyway. He beat that one out. And Ty Mills is a good athlete, and that's going to bring Malachi Sansegra to the plate. Throw over to first, diving back head first is Ty Mills. 
Six to two year score, West County leads. Tosi Sanskrat, the eight hitter. So unless we get a double play, Jack Blair is going to come up to the dish. And if either he or Sansagra can reach safely, you can see the top of the order come up for Potosi. And Sean, we've just passed two hours of last game time. It's been a long game. I don't know if it's enough where we're going to start arguing for a pitch clock in high school baseball like we do in high school basketball cases in some instances. As there's a pitch dropped in for a strike. Count his own one to Sansagra. Or one and one, rather. Fought off foul. One and two. I think, Sean, at the high school level, a pitch clock would put too much stress on the pitchers. That, and it's not really necessary. You don't no. see pitchers in high school baseball really take their time between pitches like you did pitchers at the major league level up until this year. I mean, there's some major league pitchers that just inexcusably would just be kind of you know, mulling around on the mound in between pitches for no reason. Just get the ball and go. Pitch gets away from the catcher, Julian Tebow. He tracks it down in the grass, and Ty Mills is not going to try the arm of Julian Tebow. He stays at first base. That's the right decision in a four-run ball game. You staying safe at first base is more rewarding than potentially getting out trying to push for second base. Even if you were able to reach second base safely, it's not worth the risk. Pitch in the dirt for a ball. Three and two, your count. It's full with one out and a runner on first and Ty Mills. West County back in action tomorrow in a conference matchup against Arcadia Valley. And we, we knew coming into this one, Merrill wasn't throwing in that one. Called strike three, and Malachi Sansagra cannot believe it. He's down on strikes. All right, that's out number two in the bottom of the seventh inning and might keep Caden Merrill in this game at least one at bat longer as some players running out into the outfield right now. They could be making their way into the bullpen to and potentially get warm. Yes, they are, Sean. Right back to the pitcher. They won't have a chance. Caden Merrill, he's got it himself. Turns to first in time. And Caden Merrill will tell him, hey, unless, you, unless those players are getting ready for the JV game, make your way back to the dugout or onto the field, rather, for some high fives. This game is over. 6-2, to two, your score. West County defeats Potosi to move on to 6-2 and two on the season. We'll take a break. When we return, Bill Best, American Family Insurance Post Game Show. Comes your way next on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO.